Hello and welcome back to the Careers Mayor podcast with me, Jacob Power, and my colleague, Jordan Andrews. We are both in fine fettle this lovely morning, Monday morning, and looking forward to getting some of our guest today's job history and dream career into your ears. Aren't we, Jordan? Yes, we are. Jacob. And surprise, surprise, our guest today is, yeah, it's someone else that we know from comedy at university. Um, But this is a very special man, a man who is a very good friend of both mine and Jordan's. He is also the housemate or the flatmate of our guest on episode one, Charlie Randall. So he was probably mentioned a few times in that episode. He was the vice president of the Comedy Society at Southampton when Jordan and I were also on the committee. I was the secretary and Jordan was the socials officer. And our guest today is the lovely Mr. Anand Sankar. Yes, it is. (laughs) Isn't it just? Oh, yeah. Can't wait for it. It's going to be mega. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a lovely man. He's a very funny man. He's a very funny improviser. And uh, at the end, we'll be telling you how you can go and see Anand perform improv in person. But before we get to that, you'll want to get the feel of the man, understand what he's like and whether he is indeed funny and whether you would actually want to go and see him live because, mm. you know, that's a big commitment. So without further ado, please... Get your ears ready to listen to the lovely sounds of Anand Sankar. Welcome, Anand, to the podcast. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited for this. I'm excited too. How excited are you? On a scale of one to ten. Yeah, so if ten is you've just had a baby and the baby is like... Has superpowers. Has superpowers, <laughs> fires money out of its eyes, okay. can make you immortal, and then zero is, you know, not excited at all. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you in that? I'll go with a solid... I'll get, I actually have to go with five because ten is, is insane. Like... A baby, a mortal baby with a, you know, money, free money. That, that, that is, it's too much. So I think five, five <laughs> is respectable in that scale. So we're less exciting than your magical yeah. son. It's <laughs> yes. what you're saying, which is awful because you've known us longer. Right? So, <laughs> are you've you given us... either are, are either of you magic? That is the question. Well, I'm ginger. Oh, do you have special? Yeah, do, they have special powers, don't they? And you rub their head and like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we burn really easily, which is magic in itself. But we want to take it back to the start to begin with. And let's talk about the very beginning. What did you um what did you want to be when you grew up? When you were when a little, little kid? kid. I suppose to be the first place to start. I think when I was a little kid, the idea of being I mean it, it is quite cliche being of an Asian background, but I was very excited by the idea of being a doctor. That kind of, that very appealed to me as a young kid. I really wanted to be a doctor, which is funny. Yeah, and then I realised I don't like people, so. (laughs) (laughs) So what was it about wanting to be a doctor? Did you, was it like stuff you watched on telly? Yeah, I think I just, I really like scrubs. (laughs) And I really, yeah. 
uh, I, I think I really did enjoy it because I did like, I liked uh, biology and things like that. And I liked, I did actually like, you know, sort of helping people and getting like, and I was in hospital a fair bit when I was a kid. Well, not like loads, but a bit. Like I had an extended stay once and that was like for like, over like for a few weeks. Um, and yeah, no, I just was like kind of fascinated by it. And it kind of like excited me that it was something that was so quite fast paced and quite, you had to, and the the prestigiousness of it kind of appealed to me. You know, you had to do really well at school and it was like, it seemed like a very, uh, it was a good goal to have in terms of, it's quite mm. a peak level of job in terms of of having to get into it. You have to be like the best. And I think, I, I, yeah, that kind of did appeal to me. And how, what, what age was that from? Was that from that the was, first time that was when actually, you start thinking about these things? Or? Yeah, you know what? That was actually for quite a long time, right up until just before university. It was, it, I mean, I sort of like, I sort of didn't, when I didn't get like the grades at AS level, that would be considered like good enough. I could have, I could have just redone it, I guess, redone the year or something like that. But I, I sort of, after that, I sort of just sort of lost a bit of interest as well. Cause I was like, oh, well, I tried quite hard and I didn't do that well. I don't think I can, if I couldn't do this, maybe I wouldn't be able to do it that well. So I sort of like diverted my interest into something else. But yeah, it was up, it was, but that, and that's from like quite a young age, I'd say. So it started off at like maybe primary school, secondary school, and then carried right all the way up until sixth form where, um, and then after that, it was like, uh, that, that, yeah. And after that, it wasn't anything else. Really. See, I feel, I feel like that's quite rare because I don't know about you two, but I think I went through a ch- sort of a childish phase when I was younger of wanting to be, policeman or Mm. soldier or something like that and then it changed as i got older and it kept changing and kept changing Mm. throughout school but i've i don't know about you jacob but i've um i've not really met people who sort of knew from quite young oh i want to do this and then just stuck with it throughout school yeah you know yeah i think i think uh yeah i think mine as well was like the sort of as well the positive sort of reaction i got from my parents for wanting to do that as well that was quite fun as well Mm. almost like Oh, this is good. If I keep saying this, this is great. <laughs> it's one of those things that no one can really, you know, no one's going to argue with that. Yeah, that, like, yeah, no one's going to. You would be a yeah. doctor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, selfish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All you, all you care is about the moon. That's all Chasing you give a damn Yankee about. <laughs> and did you have any point a little? White coat, little stethoscope. <laughs> I did have a stethoscope. I did actually oh. have a stethoscope. Oh. <laughs> I did. That's actually, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, That's yeah. so cute. <laughs> I did, yeah. I never used a stethoscope until about six months ago, and I was incredibly excited. <laughs> it's just, it's like magical. It is pretty there's something. It cool. is pretty amazing. There's just something really exciting about them. It's it's also amazing at how like kind of basic it is. It's quite yeah. a basic bit of tech, really. Like when you look at it, there's nothing like yeah. But yeah, mm. it's cool. So when obviously you know, Anand, you being a doctor, when when were they made? When, were <laughs> when they was do- when were doctors invented? <laughs> <laughs> no, when was stethoscopes invented? Question. Maybe Victorian. Two thousand seven. Two thousand. Yeah. I think it was just before the financial crisis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that <laughs> was what that it was, was about. Caused the financial yeah, crisis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They invented them and no one knew what well, to yeah, do. Yeah, because everyone wanted to buy them and then they got loans to buy them, even though they couldn't really afford to pay back the loans to buy those huge amount of stethoscopes. I think that was... Yeah. They made a stethoscope bubble. Yeah, exactly. And then it collapsed, remember? That was, the, that was what it was all about. And then the and banks then the banks closed on yeah, people's yeah, exactly. They came, <laughs> People can make their stethoscope payments and then... Yeah. 
<laughs> well, there was that film, wasn't there, with um, Christian Bale the called Big The Big Stethoscope. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you know, watch the film, Joy. Watch the film and you'll find it. You, you, you'll find everything you need to know, really. <laughs> the other Big Stethoscope. <laughs> so, oh, man. So, um... Is there any uh, is there any doctors or is there any medicine? Yeah, in my uncle. Like your parents yeah, my or uncle like that? is a GP in Australia. Um, I think that's it, really. I think the rest are like uh, engineers and lawyers and doc and one doctor. It's kind so of... they're all pretty kind of straight ahead professions, aren't they? There's no like yeah. kind of nothing too unusual. Yeah, that was kind of yeah. I think that is the Asian thing. <laughs> it is that. It is a real like that you have to be a profession like, like as in it has to be like that it's, it's quite uh that's interesting quite straight. yeah i think i think part of it comes with the fact that like uh the idea like a lot of cultures like that like uh yes and it's the same with like jewish families or um you know chinese families or uh nigerian families as well especially um the idea of doctor engineer lawyer is kind of i think part of it comes from the fact that it's like one of the things that you just can't discriminate against like for people like as in if that's a job you're never gonna go like, mm. oh, you can't come in. We need lawyers, we need engineers, you need doctors. It's it's about creating that need mm. of like. So mm. I think that was part of it. I think that, but also it's like because education is yeah is quite a important thing in the culture. Um, but I think that's something to do with it. Again, this is just a theory. I don't know. And did you feel um, when you wanted to be a doctor, was it just like nothing but encouragement? Yeah, from yeah, 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 for that. Yeah, yeah. and then it sort of just. Uh, yeah, and then um, I think, what was it? I, I, and so then I also really liked, uh, but then growing up, I think I was about, uh, maybe when I started secondary school and stuff, I, that's when I sort of started to really enjoy like acting and things like that. I started to get into that. and that, that But that never even like occurred to me as an idea of like career-wise or anything like that. But that was something that I quite enjoyed. And that was interesting because it was almost like the first thing that I'd, that I felt like was all mine as well. Like, whereas everything else, like mm. the stuff was like, mm. it's almost like a shared passion. And it wasn't like I was actually pushed to be a doctor really in my, in my, I think they were just happy that I'd said it first. And then it was like a, one of those things that like becomes like a, but, but yeah, it's interesting actually. I took a gap year after, after sixth form. Um, and that's, yeah. All right. And what did you do on that? What did you? Uh, yeah, I did, the, uh, I did the class. I mean, I worked for, um, I worked in a coffee shop and also taught swimming for a bit for like about half a year, and then I went travelling for a bit. Um, okay. Save, I saved up. I, I basically used part of the year to work and save up money to go travelling, the in the sort of like the following year, if that makes sense. So you know, September to and then yeah. Did you break even? I did. I did all right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I think I made, I made enough money to go and sort it all out, and then like have a little bit left. I had a bit of savings as well from because I've been working since, I've been working, since I was like about sixteen, I think fifteen, sixteen. That's when I got my first job. Um. So yeah, by the time I was like eighteen, nineteen, it was fine. That was and so. Yeah. Tell us all about your job working in the coffee shop. Yes, yeah, so I worked at Costa Coffee. I was a barista, not a barista maestro. No, never, never went for the course. So <laughs> that is okay, the there are different. Oh yeah, you can go for the. Yeah, the, you can do, I, become a barista, and then if you want to be a barista maestro, uh, you have to go and do a course in like Peterborough <laughs> or something, uh, <laughs> where they, you know, they'll judge you on your latte art or your flat white art. So, 
barista maestro, that's like a yeah. general. That's a and baristas. <laughs> yeah. What's like a lieutenant? Yeah, or... I guess I think more. I think it's more. It's it's lower. I think it's more barista maestro is a sergeant and barista is a private. <laughs> I think it's like okay, because you know, you're you're immediately a barista. You get enlisted in Costa Coffee. And you did your four tours. Four tours. You did. You did. Nothing was the same, mate. I still see like. I still see milk every time I close my eyes. Oh god, the mockers! The mockers. The mockers. I still hear, I still hear the screams. <laughs> so you were a barista, bog standard. Um, bog standard. So you were authorized to make <laughs> to kill. No. <laughs> you were authorized to make only some. Like, what's the difference yeah, so between start, barista no, maestro? Yeah. yeah, I think barista maestro just means that you. <laughs> barista maestro means that you can sort of also progress to being like a i believe you, that's when you can be like assistant manager slash manager as well so as in you can do every drink when you're a barista as in after a while but if you want to actually become like a barista maestro, you have to go and prove that you can actually do it because which i was i was okay at the flat where i could do the art kind of i never really i'm, I'm not very dexterous so i, I uh, which is which is great then i wanted to be a doctor <laughs> and a surgeon but like, i'm not very <laughs> dexterous so you know that would have probably proven but you were shit so what was the most complicated piece of latte art you ever <laughs> i just did. Ever, i only ever did the leaf i sometimes i once did tried to do a swan and then it just uh and then i was like this isn't it <laughs> but uh i did a leaf all the time leaf is the what did the swan end up looking like the swan looked like <laughs> The swan ended leaf. up looking like a leaf. Yeah, I was gonna say leaf. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because the well, wings. I imagine the, the wings. The swan looks like a leaf a with a beak. Could yeah, be the <laughs> the it was a leaf with a beak. Is that what you want? Is that what you want? <laughs> no, it was a, it was a hard job. I remember, like working in a coffee shop is is difficult. Like it, when there's rushes, Christmas was awful. It's so hot. You're on your feet. You're like by the steamer. It's like. You come back and you stink of coffee, like it's just like it's it's imbued in every pore, and you're like sweating because it's just like so hot. And um, there used to be like two twins I worked with who were great. You know, um, I've I've already forgotten any. I think one was called Terry, but like there were two twins, like two sixteen year olds, and they were like the funniest, maybe like some of the funniest people I've ever met. I really enjoyed their company. <laughs> so it was just us three. Us three were quite like a little trio. Like we just mess around and stuff, and I enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so I enjoyed that part of it. I like that. And my boss, um, who still works, I think, at the costume fee, she was amazing. She's probably the most amazing person in terms of uh, the most amazing worker I've ever met. Like someone who's just, she was like working up until she was like eight months pregnant, still like doing, and she was like a machine. Like, and she was really wow. nice and she never really like, she was very nice to me. She was very patient, never really like got angry when I couldn't really do things. She was very, just, just the loveliest. And then when she went on maternity leave, we got a new manager who was just, she had been like our assistant manager and she became manager and she was just the worst. She just, you know, and it was just like all... So you showed her a swan, she knocked out your hands, <laughs> yeah, like, she... that looks like a leaf. <laughs> yeah, she is, that looks like a leaf. And then... She said you'll never make she it never... this time. <laughs> she grabbed me, <laughs> put my head under the steam. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then she did some latte art she, uh, yeah, of her exactly. beating you well, up. If you, if you see here, <laughs> you see this skirt, <laughs> the shape of a swan. Ironically, she could do swan. That's why she was a beauty to my strength. She branded she you fight. with yeah. a cost to leave. <laughs> um... But yeah, so she she kind of made that she made that job like kind of awful. So at that point, I was like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is one of those things that like yeah, she made it bad because she was just so she was just 
it was just weird. It was a weird. Thing. She'd do no work, as in, as soon as she became thing, she would just stick. Set. Whereas my old manager, like I said, had been like constantly on it, like was always there. Uh, she'd always just go around the back and just stay and say she was doing admin and stuff, which you know takes two minutes. You don't have to do like yeah, whatever. It was mm. just a bit of a, it was a bit of a nightmare. I remember, and I was like, but the thing is, like, and that was the problem is that she went on maternity leave just as I was starting my year off so it's when i was starting to work there a lot more so when i was doing only saturdays or sat i think i did saturdays and sundays or just sunday sometimes um that was fine because it was like once a week whatever but that was when i was with the nice manager and then as soon as if it sort of coincided almost like badly but i was like oh well i just need this job i need the money but i should have maybe applied for another job but then i was also teaching swimming which is my favorite job i've ever done that's like the best job okay I've ever had. why is that so how do you yeah so yeah i used to do so when i was younger i was like competitive swimming i used to do like about three or four times a week um and then my or one of my coaches she started she was married to uh an army guy an army officer so she lived on the army campus you know do you know santos the campus for yeah yeah the Mm. officer officer training training yeah yeah so like yeah yeah so she then started a swimming school there for officers children and so then she'd hired and she, and then I had to do a, go and do a, like a few, like a week course on teaching swimming, which I loved as well. That was great as well. I loved doing that. The person teaching it was so, she was this like brutal South African woman who I lo- who I just found so funny. Like she was so cutting and like, uh, just so, you know, those people who are like very, like she was so straightforward and so like direct that it, if some people wouldn't have liked that. Some people, she definitely would have rubbed some people the wrong way, but I quite liked I quite liked her. I quite liked the sort of like abrasiveness. She just, because mm. she knew what she was doing as well. So she taught, um, so she did that week long course and I got the qualification, which is like a level one swimming qualification, which I kind of wish I kind of carried on and kind of did the level two and stuff like that. Anyway, so that meant I could sort of t- assist people and teach lessons. And so then, yeah, I got hired by my old swimming coach to do, yeah, teach uh, swimming lessons, which was amazing. I really loved that. And I was teaching like kids like of like, five years old to like eight years old or five to nine or something like that where i'd take them from like yeah and take them through the different things to like learn how to swim which was amazing yeah i love that job i wish you taught me mate <laughs> are you any good at swimming jordan can you swim i'm better now when i was younger uh well we had never had any need to swim obviously living in sure, Colin. Yeah, yeah um so when we moved down to paul um they you definitely need it in a pool in the school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When we when we started living in a yeah. swimming pool, um, that was that was after the financial crisis. Actually, after the stethoscopes. Dad said it was going to be big. Man. He said he said it was going to work out. Um, yeah, when we when we moved down to pool and we started doing swimming lessons in school, I remember. I think it was year five and year six was when we we went to a local middle mm. school. And we used their swimming pool, and I was the only one in our class that had to use armbands. Oh, wow. Year five or year six, I think yeah. this would have been. So all the other kids could swim quite well. And I remember, I just, I, st- I have this memory in my head of them all being at the yeah. deep end, doing pencil dives into sure, the pool. Sure, yeah. Um, and I was at the shallow end with the armbands, and one of the instructors was like, having hold to, like, the hold hips, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold yeah. the hips and like sh- teach me how the technique of how yeah, to swim. yeah. And then it was it it was only actually when I went to oh god I think I was about fourteen uh, fifth no I was about fifteen mm. I think went to Woolacombe Bay with my best mate Jack and his mm. family and his mum was a t- uh, swimming ah, instructor okay okay yeah yeah and the first day we went to the beach I went out swimming and then when I came back she said 
I'm going to teach you how to swim that. That was awful. <laughs> you look like a drowned rat. Um, and then the next day she spent with me just um, sort of on the edge of yeah. the sea where it was shallow, teaching me like proper techniques of how yeah. to swim. And then I just got better Yeah, that's from there. great. Yeah, that's that's lovely. Yeah. yeah, I think often often holidays are actually what, what we found was when we te- taught kids was that they'd go away for the summer holidays and they'd go away with their families to like o- away somewhere and they'd go swimming or there'd be a pool or something. And that's when they'd get so much better because they're like playing with you. You're there with your mate as well. And it's sort of you want to learn more and you want to because you want to have fun rather than like you're going mm. to a swimming mm. lesson. And like so that's what I found really nice as well. And I actually, yeah, you got like really nice things from parents when they'd be like, oh, so they were swimming on holiday and we just want to say thank you because they like learned how to swim because of, you know, the, the lessons and stuff. So, yeah, is it, that was, yeah, it's is nice. It's a nice, it's a good skill. It's a, it's a very important skill to have as a life skill, really. Um, yeah. So you went to university and you did mm-hmm. biomedical, biomedical engineering. Science. Biomedical, biomedical science, sciences. Yeah. Um, and at that point you were thinking this is another route into being a doctor yeah yeah and and then and then i found comedy and then i just didn't want to do anything after that and you found us (laughs) genuinely (laughs) yeah well because i knew um so one of our our mutual friends uh robbie who i knew from school went to went to my school he um uh he went to southampton he oh because i took this year out he'd gone the year before and he was telling me about like, you know, there's doing this comedy, you know, doing comedy society and things like that. So Robbie also was actually in, uh, I think, I think he was in the school. He was in every school play I did as well, as well, Robbie. Um, and then, so he was talking about, oh yeah, you know, I'm doing this stuff now with, um, at uni, I'm doing this, the comedy society and things like that. And I really enjoy it. And they've got these, it's great. It's a great group of people. I said, oh, cool. And so I, I only joined because of him really, because I was going to see, you know, just want to hang out with uh, my friend a bit more. Um, and then fell in love with that because it was just like it combined everything I really enjoyed, which was like comedy and acting and performing and, and everything. And I fell in love with that. And I was like, yeah, this is this is amazing. And I and, I, and then and seeing everything and getting to that point, I was like, oh, this is yeah, this is everything I'd want, really. Yeah. And for the listeners, Robbie is the composer of the theme tune that you will have heard earlier oh. in this episode. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. He's a brilliant um, musician as well. Robbie. He is. Um, so you already knew, of course, that you'd already been bitten by the bug. Yeah. The performance. Yeah. So what was it about joining the comedy society at Southampton that made you, that kind of made you feel differently? Yeah. I, d- I think it was, it, it was that sort of, um, I got the same feeling there that, that I'd had back in secondary school. I, I, I think it was, the, it was that shared sense of humor and it was that shared sense of, uh, yeah, it it was that it was just really it was everything I found fun and funny uh, about all of you was exactly how I felt about my friends from school, and it just made it like and plus doing the performing again just really it was just perfect it it just completely clicked for me with all of you and I found enough of you that we all clicked with I think that was the nice part I found you, I, there was just a good group of you guys that all and it's also kind of a testament to like it all now is that how many of us are all still in contact and still doing things and still wanting to hang out with each other and still do things with each other. I think that's kind of beautiful, really. I think that's lovely. And so, yeah, I think I think there was just all of that made me and, and it makes me think every day now going forward is that, yeah, that was like, I'm so glad that we all got to meet each other and got to do this because it's lovely. Yeah, it is, it is special, mm. I think, because most most people I know, they have maybe 
two or three mates that they've still got at you yeah. from uni that they sort of meet up yeah. with regularly. I think it's quite rare that we've got. And how big is our? How big is oh, our yeah, group? It's like, got to be like fifteen yeah, of us yeah, or something yeah, like that. Loads of them. Um, that all still hang out and meet up and yeah. do stuff together and do creative things as well. Yeah, it's great. Mm. Mm. So, do you think? Um, in the same way that when you were in sick form and socialising meant you took a backseat to other stuff, did you feel the same way when you were in uni with comedy that that meant you took a backseat? Yeah, to I think other so. Things? Yeah, I think it kind of just made it. It just made it. It became like the most. It came the thing that was most important, really. You know, I now have a job doing something completely different from uh, comedy, but it allows the good thing about my job is it allows me to keep doing it because you know I'm in London and able to keep yeah, performing and mm. doing things else. Yeah. Was there a point when you thought that's possibly an option for, yeah. you know, for, for a future, you know, like a yeah. job, like earn yeah. a living doing that kind of stuff? What yeah, was the point I, when you started thinking that? It's a good question. I, I'm trying to think of the exact point. I think it was, it was actually quite early on though. It was quite quick. It was quite quick into, into getting into it. I think what of, um, of uh of that first doing comedy society i think that was it because because there was a i think a lot of us spoke about like communities we really liked and and we were sort of starting to get to that when we were at union that was part of the podcast boom was about 2015 i'd say like that was a big part i mean there was probably a podcast boom before that but it felt like it was all starting up and you could hear about a lot of comedian like you you got, i got to know about how other comedians started maybe more the history of comedy rather than like just seeing it and so when hearing about the history of comedy and all these people meet at uni and that's kind of the big thing right you meet at university or you meet after just after you meet like doing the scene in london or things like that um or you know anywhere like manchester liverpool things like that as well um uh, but yeah it was it was that thing of just going like oh yeah well if if everyone else that that's how it works you know people meet at uni and then make shows and then go up to the fringe and there is a set part of it. It kind of made me realize that there was an option for it. And so as soon as I thought like, oh yeah, there is an option for it. That was something, okay, I want to do it. I don't mind if it, but again, I, I'm, I'm still not even sure now what I want to, you know, the the area I'm like really excited by most. I like improv, I like stand up, I like acting, I like writing, I like directing. So I don't really have a thing that I really, yeah. Just, well, I think the most important thing is that you need to try and actually be good at any of that. <laughs> and then... Jack of all trades. And then go from that. Because <laughs> yeah. that's always been your... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's, the, it's the quality. <laughs> did you work at all while you were at university? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. For a while, I did uh, accidentally join a pyramid scheme. You did, yeah. didn't you? <laughs> well, obviously, Jordan and I probably half remember some of the details. Yeah. So we're going to need you to go right back to the start. Yeah. yeah. So, so my friend, one of my friends, Darren, he, it wasn't really a pyramid scheme. It makes it funnier when I say pyramid <laughs> scheme. Uh, it, it was close to a pyramid scheme. It was pyramid scheme adjacent. Um, but Because <laughs> it, it technically wasn't illegal um it just it was just a bit weird but but basically the job it was we'd go door to door selling um subscriptions to charity so it was for Battersea Dogs and we were doing it for uh, the first bit and then it got became the RSPCA uh, and the Dogs Trust uh um but yeah we do like it was like a monthly subscription we get people to you know you'd go door to door and ask for the monthly subscription and then the charities paid us 
on every person we'd signed up, basically. And that's how it kind of worked. Um, but the thing is, because it was no salary, because of that, it was no salary. So it was like commission only. So you could go out there for like, you could go out there and like knock on like 100 houses and get nothing and like spend like eight hours working and have no money at the end of it. The most I made in a week was about 800 quid in a week, I think, once. And then that was pretty good. And then I thought, oh, okay, it must always be like that. And then I went and then it would, and then it got worse. And then when it got bad, it was like, I was like, why am I doing this? This is so stupid. And you get like, I think if some people could do it. Some people were doing really well out of it. And then, but then it got a bit weird because then you'd have to, you if you're doing well, you'd want to hire a team and then you make money on how much your team makes. And then it's something, that's when it suddenly dawned on me. I was like, this is getting way too pyramidy. <laughs> it starts to get like mm. really weird. And like, you know, the whole concept of that sort of sales way of going about it was very, it was very toxic, you know, kind of thing, really. But it was, you know, some people were doing really well out of it and some people seem to enjoy it. So, uh, you know, fair play. Um, But it wasn't for me. And then, so I was getting a bit depressed with that job. But then at the end of it, like I did, I sort of was just like, all right, wash my hands of it. I'm not doing this anymore. And um, then I enjoyed myself and then just, yeah, had a nice time. (laughs) But yeah, doing that, I did that for about a year. And then after that, in terms of other jobs, and then after that, it was um, uni was over and I came back home to Fleet. And then it was about, this was like August and we'd just gone to the Fringe uh, for a bit. And then I came back from the Fringe and I was like, right, you know, uni's finished, time to get a job. Started applying for jobs and I just wasn't getting really anywhere. And I was like, um, but it wasn't even that long. To be honest, it wasn't even that long. I was at home um after after the fringe even that no i think i even got this job before the fringe basically my mom was like right you're living here you gotta get a job which is fair you know i get that um but i was like i don't really want just any job i'd like a decent job that i could see myself at and a career and things like that and i just wasn't finding that so like eventually she was still getting fed up and she was like right you got to just get something and i was like okay fine i'll get a what i'll do i'll get a part-time job working anywhere and i'll use the money also to save up and maybe do the thing I did the you know before I left uni and it'll be a nice way to sandwich uni is go traveling again maybe and like do or go to I was thinking of maybe going to India and doing like a proper trip and like properly like you know going back to the roots and like <laughs> you know like really like uh do like a full real encompassing trip and sort of you know see, see finding see, yourself finding myself exactly yeah well, the, the classic place to go um so yeah so I was like okay cool I'll do that I'll save up Anyway, so I, I go and I sort of go to, um, I'm from a place called Fleet. And so like the, the, the big town that's near us is Basingstoke, which people probably will know Basingstoke. And, and it's, it's, it's horrible. I hate Basingstoke more than anything. Um, but <laughs> I went there because no, there was a big shopping center there. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get jobs there. And, you know, just anything. And I can get the train to Basingstoke. It's quite easy to get there. Go around, hand my CV. And then I hand my, uh, end up handing my CV into a place called Menkind. No, I don't. Know. I don't know if anyone knows. Oh, it's <laughs> the, the mankind era of my life is, uh, is, 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 is. Anyway, so mankind. So what, is, what is mankind? Yeah, yes. for anyone who doesn't know, mankind is uh, the worst store in the world. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's a place for like thirty-year-old neckbeards to like buy things. Like it, it's people who are in the arrested stage of development. I think it's supposed to be gifts for men but really not any man you know so, <laughs> or want to know. So it's like, that. for example, the thing I always bring up is they sold Spyro the Dragon incense burners. 
which always just made me laugh. Or, or Crash what? Bandicoot. Yeah, Spyro the Dragon Incense Burners, real product, or Crash Bandicoot hip flasks. Those are the, that's the kind of, <laughs> that's the kind of shit. It was just real tat and it was all plastic and it's all going to end up in like <laughs> some whale. Um, but it was just, <laughs> but it's just, it was just awful. It's just an awful, it's just horrible. You do. And I'd over, uh, anyway, so I, I mean, obviously you now know that I did end up working there, but that's the, I handed in my CV, got the job and I went for a part-time job. So I could then, I could still apply for maybe better jobs, like, but you know, a bit more career focused. But then also maybe just the part-time job will be enough to like save up enough money to go traveling. Anyway, I ended up working there for a bit and two weeks into working there, I get, and and this isn't an, a testament to me being good at my job. It's more a testament to everyone else who worked there being completely useless is that within two weeks of working there, I was promoted from part-time sales assistant to full-time assistant manager. So now... <laughs> so now <laughs> I'm the assistant manager of a failing toy store <laughs> that I don't want to be at. And it just, and, and then, so then I'm just working and then uh, like really like intensely working. And I just like, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Every day I come at, now I can look back on it and the job's funny. Cause it's just like, it's, you know, you're there sitting there playing drone, playing with drones or playing on that car that goes up, up, up a wall. And it's like everyone sort of comes up to you in the public and goes, oh, I bet you love your job. And you're like, oh. Um, but then it's like, and it's just hell. It's just hell working there. And all the people who were there were just so weird and like, and and just like, oh, it was just. And then one, and then our, uh, the reason that this job stopped for a while was because of COVID. So I was there and I wanted to go traveling. Obviously the, the aim was to go traveling in March, 2020. <laughs> or April 2020 and then that little thing happened <laughs> that just shut everything down so yeah but then it was good because I actually got furloughed from a job I hated and because of the the way the furlough worked 80% of my salary I got more money than because I didn't have to travel in so yeah I enjoyed fur- the first furlough for a bit because I got to just you know I just end up playing Call of Duty uh, Warzone for a long time <laughs> you yeah you were I think we yeah. were both big into our Warzone at that yeah, time. Yeah, I, really, I was getting really into Warzone. Yeah. <laughs> Reliving your days working for Costa, being yeah, out, yeah. In the, <laughs> out on tour. Because <laughs> <laughs> they did that, didn't they? They did Call of Duty Costa Edition. Costa Edition, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you make a frappe in... <laughs> In the Hellmand province, <laughs> with artillery being fired at Can, you. Yeah, while I'm being shelled on, can you make a leaf? <laughs> yeah, no, it was. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that job was that job was pretty. Hell- it's funny looking back on it now. Like I, I do find it funny as a job, but like at the time, I was like really. It just really grinded me down. I think mainly I would have been fine if I could have just stayed as a part-time sales assistant. I, I that would have been great and then maybe get another job as well like i did when i was the before uni like that was a nice thing about costa was i was doing a bit of costa but also i was teaching swimming so there was that nice fulfilling element of that i think if i'd just been doing costa and even that year i was kind of dep- you know I, I that year out i took before going to uni before traveling wasn't that fun at all and i didn't really enjoy it at all that much um, you were too good at it really you were too <laughs> good at the job you get immediately promoted yeah well that's so I, yeah and then like yeah immediately promoted and it was just uh i really wish i didn't but i actually you know like the salary wasn't like uh 
wasn't terrible for work for, for living at home it was fine and i could have it would have been great if i had had the chance to go travel because i could have saved up those and just gone but then i ended up moving to guildford um because yeah and then i also i sort of had moved i after for the second third i sort of like taken you know quit that job of uh, men kind of like, i'm just gonna quit i don't even though i didn't have anything lined else lined up i just quit because i was like i can't do this anymore um did all your family, male family members, get mankind's presents that <laughs> year guess, for yeah. Christmas? Yeah, they did. They did. There was one. There was one. Thing did they, they actually? Did like a, I got a few. Like I got my dad. Like a. But there was a good like um, massager thing that we sold. That was really good. Actually, that was the one good. There was like one good product we did, which was that, and it was like uh, he loved that. So, what was the staff so, discount? Uh, start. We didn't. Get, oh, that was the thing. You could only get a staff discount on one weekend of the year, and it wasn't even that much. Yeah. What? Yeah, I know. It was the week. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I, know. I know. I know. I know. And it it, it it was one of the it it was such a poor job in terms of everything. The pay was terrible for the for for like as in for a sales assistant. The reason the pay wasn't too bad for me is because I was an assistant manager. But any other assistant manager at any other store would be getting way more money. I was like, yeah, it was, it was still it was it was good for me because I was kind of also at that point I'd started to get like uh, I was starting to do only the bare minimum, so I was kind of doing almost a sales assistant job as it makes sense you know but for that mm, so yeah. i was being yeah I, I, you know i i just started getting like really disillusioned with everything and like i didn't like the people who worked there oh there was one guy worked there was so weird he would uh he go he go, it was the most weird conversation i had with him where he'd go uh he was still hung up on his ex-girlfriend um who he'd broken up with like maybe a year and a bit ago which i can kind of get but he would mention her all the time and it was kind of weird and it, it was like and by ex-girlfriend it was his ex-girlfriend from like school so it wasn't like, you know, he's, yeah, it was like, yeah, come on, mate. And how old was he? He was like about 20 at this point And like, and so, yeah. And like, yeah. Um, Primary school. No, no. <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Sorry. I worked with a nonce. <laughs> yeah, I worked with a nonce. <laughs> um, but he, uh, he would just, he would start and he would, but he would also say really weird things where you go, oh, you know, um, I was like, oh, what do you want to do? What do you want to be? And he's like, oh, I'd really want to be a professional yeah, musician. I think that's the dream. I was like, oh, that's really cool. I was like, um, so what, you you sing? He's like, no, I don't really sing. I was like, oh, so what instrument do you play? And he goes, uh, oh, I don't actually play anything. I was like, what? And, I, and he was like, yeah, but you know, I, I'll, I'll learn how to play a guitar and then that'll be it, I guess. And I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, you're 20 years old. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be funny. Like, I know you can kind of pick up skill, but if you've never picked up a guitar... And now you want to be a professional, professional musician where like, it's so hard to do when you're talented and you can't play an instrument. And I just was like, I can't, but I couldn't believe it when he was saying it. I was like, I just was like, oh yeah, cool. I, I felt like he was having me on. And then I was like, but no, he was deadly serious. Like, it was, just, it was like, <laughs> so he said, oh no. Oh, so when should you play? Oh no, I don't play an instrument. Sorry, what? I'll tell you what, I can kind of just to side track or no side call um i can kind of relate to that because when i was in year nine and mm. we were choosing our gcses um mm. i had it in my head that i wanted to be a graphic designer um yeah or more so i wanted to do something involved with computer games okay um, yeah, yeah. so i wanted to like do animation for computer games or something like mm. that because i just love playing playstation basically mm. um and when we were picking our gcses we all had kind of like a careers guidance session with our head of house. Okay. Um, and Mr. Green sat me down in his uh, 
in his office and he was like um so would you you know what was the aim for you what do you want to be when you grow up and mm. um i was like oh i really want to do graphic design or some kind of animation with games mm. and he said oh okay cool um so can you draw and i said uh no <laughs> no, I can't draw at all. Um, and then he said, um, how about computers? Like, can you use computers at all? And I was like, and not really, no. I can sort of do like Word and Microsoft and Excel, but that's about it. And he was like, okay. And then he looked at what I had initially chosen for all of my GCSEs um, or uh, or like what I was going to do. And yeah. um, and he was like, but there's there's nothing here for for graphic design, you're not doing art or anything like that. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but I want to do it. And, and and he and he just had to really, really calmly and really politely just shoot me down and be <laughs> and be like, well, you you I'm sorry, John, you can't do it then because you're not because you can't draw and you haven't picked any subjects where you would learn that. So <laughs> and I, just, I just remember being like all right, I'll just, I'll just do that then. <laughs> the yeah, end of the greatest story ever told. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is, yeah. It, but it is, but it is, sorry, I'm just imagining you just in that room, but it's good that you were probably, you were just like, oh, okay, cool. You weren't like that, like, you weren't like, were you that crushed by that or not really? No, because it was just for me. It was like, oh, that's cool. That'd be a cool thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was just like, like playing it... video games because yeah, I was like, oh, sure. I just think video games are really cool. So I'll just do something yeah. with that. And then yeah, when yeah, Mr. Yeah. Green was like, oh, but you're a, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, right. yeah, sorry, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, right. Sorry, that hadn't slipped my mind because I'm an idiot. I'll, I'll, I'll do better. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do better. So you, uh, anyway. you were furloughed. Yes. Um, and then you resigned from Mankind. Yes. Because you were just too jaded by, yes. by it. Yeah. Um, so what, what, what happened next? So, well, I should have, what I should have done is I should have kept the job because we ended up going into a second furlough and I could have just kept, if I'd just worked there for a bit longer, I could have just kept that bit. But I, it was that I came back. So I then had, you know, there was second lockdown. I didn't really have anything. And I was like, so then in that lockdown, I looked for a job and I got a a job uh, working as like a mapping data analyst for a bit for like a, for this company, this mapping company. Um, it was a really weird job. It was just like sort of like correcting stuff that, that their software mistakenly mapped, essentially. Um, and that I did for, I did that for a few, good few months. And that I had to like teach myself how to use this software um which was i wasn't very good at it kind of made me realize that like that sort of role where it'd be like heavily maybe i mean if i had a good training i could probably do data analysis but like without any training i had to do it kind of myself to, to learn this software um and then um but yeah i wasn't really enjoying that but that was good because that just got me doing something you know i was working from home i was doing that for maybe six seven months yeah i did that for six seven months uh, and then I moved to Guildford. Um, I moved out of my house and moved to Guildford. And then as I moved to Guildford, I was like, I need a job that pays better than this current job because I'm not going to be able to pay rent and stuff and doing doing just this. Uh, and then I got a job, my friend uh, from home, uh, who's also called Jordan, uh, he got me a job Great with his company, <laughs> with his company doing um, sales. 
So yeah, and that's where I am now. And what do you sell? We sell, we basically, I work for, we sell Microsoft services. So we kind of, as well as our own software. So we have a, 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 a digital marketing platform, essentially, that helps like, agencies who run ads consolidate all their data in one place. And then we also partner with Microsoft and offer their services as well. So when, what like when would a company come to you and say, like, what yeah, so would they we kind be of after? Approach, yeah, it's mainly because my job is mainly approaching new clients. So uh, we'll do events. That's what the event. So like we do events and we sponsor events. A lot of events to get our name out there. Um, but yeah, I'll approach like people. Like, I'll get a list of contacts that I need to call or email. And I'll go, oh, yeah, do you want to join our Microsoft program? We can offer, we'll give you our software and um, this will help you with like, you know, putting all your data in one place. And we can also help you with our Microsoft stuff as well. So we give, you know, Microsoft um, services and platform. I can't really say too much else because it's like uh, what we offer is kind of under NDA only for, and it's only for digital marketing companies. Um, but yeah. But I'm going to, I'm going to reveal it to the world right now. It's um, it's Word, PowerPoint, and Excel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, don't forget about I'm one s- note, mate. Don't forget about one note. I'm sorry. Everyone about, forgets about I'm one I'm sorry note. if you're going to get the sack, mate, but the world needed to know. <laughs> so does your job involve, is that like cold calling then? Yeah, there's a bit of cold calling, emailing, LinkedIn, kind of like multi-channel. And how do you find and, that? And events and stuff. Yeah, I don't mind it. Like I actually... I, I, I'm not a big fan of cold calling, but no one really is, but you just have to get on and do it kind of thing. It's, um, I think it helps in terms of, excuse me, sorry, like in terms of in general, like, cause a lot of like doing comedy and stuff is calling up and admin and kind of self-promotion and a lot of, uh, there's a lot of sales involved in that sort of thing. So it is good. I, I think I've learned a lot from this job, like in terms of giving me confidence to talk to people as well, like talk to I, we because we, we're always approaching CEOs, I have to talk to CEOs of companies regularly, which I quite like. It gives you a bit more dealing with those sort of people is quite good because it sort of it humanizes them a bit more. And you understand that, like, yeah, I mean, obviously you meet like dicks, but like the vast majority of people I've actually met have all been quite nice. So, you know, I've actually had quite a nice uh, is is not a bad space in terms of people that usually digital marketing agencies are all right. Sometimes they can be a bit irritating and they think what they do is the most important thing in the world. But on the whole, I think they're actually quite, a, you know, generally down to earth people and the people who work in marketing are usually quite fun. What's your kind of work life balance like in that job? Uh, it's pretty good. Like I, 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 cause of doing comedy though, it does feel like, or, and, and acting and things like that. It, it has made, uh, it's quite full on like as in I, i'm every day you know i'll finish work and then if i got a gig i got a gig in the evening so then i'm knackered for the next day and if i'm going into the office it can be a bit of a struggle so i quite like the fact i'm hybrid that really helps and my weekends are pretty full on usually for um doing creative stuff so it means that i don't really get that much rest on my weekends and i think i should start booking in time more to actually rest you know and actually booking in time for doing nothing but then also that's funny because i say that and then i did nothing yesterday and for a lot of today i've been just by myself in the house kind of and then um and actually i got quite bored quite quickly so i i both want that i both want that sort of slow doing nothing thing but then i also get really bored of it very quickly um i think maybe it's just it is about having people so i think sometimes it can be nice to be bored with other people that can be all right but when you're bored and by yourself, sometimes it can be a bit like, 
oh, okay, actually, I do want to maybe fill my my day with things and stuff with things because actually just being doing nothing kind of does annoy me. Yeah, I mean, you can do things like meet up with a friend and have a long lunch. Like, yeah, that's a that's a real pleasure in life, I think. Just yeah, um, it's just yeah, doing, I, you're doing nothing, but you've you're doing something. That's a good. It's a good thing. Yeah, I think I should do. I should do something like that. Really, yeah. Because today, today has been. Although to be fair, I'm going out in the. Yeah, I'm going out and seeing some friends this evening, which is quite nice. You know, like some school friends. So yeah, looking forward to that. Um, good. Then, I didn't know you were still yeah. at school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you still had friends. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so in our third and final section of the podcast, we like to ask people, well, firstly, if they have a dream job, mm-hmm. you know, what, just very quickly, what, if you do have a dream job, what is your dream job? I've actually got a couple. So like one of them would be, would be comedy, but like the, the other one that's always been there that sort of started maybe when I was at uni would be like a, uh, I'd love to have my own pizza restaurant and be and like a, or a pizza like pop up really like yeah genuinely okay to really got really into making pizzas and like i at uni as well i used to make them a lot and like from scratch know, I, yeah from scratch yeah 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 i like I did not the know dough and like i get really got really into it and i really like the sort of uh process of it and i love the fact that like people who are like really into it get really into it and it's like a real obsession and like the best pizza makers in the world it's like it's like quite a prestigious thing. It's one of the few, like, it's one of the things that people really, because it's quite simple in its base that when you make it good, it's amazing. To make something great and that when it's simple, I love that sort of part of cooking. So you want to, so you want to yeah. own, so firstly, is it your own restaurant that you want to own? Yeah, yeah. I'd like to own my own, yeah, either restaurant or a, yeah, restaurant, yeah. So either a restaurant or a restaurant. Or like, or, a, <laughs> or like a pop-up, you know, like a, uh, <laughs> or a pop-up restaurant. Like a, like a food truck kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A food truck, okay. But probably if it's your dream, it would be a full restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess it would be a restaurant with a stage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like where you, you can put comedy on because, you know, like I feel like that I've only actually, seen them in films, but those clubs where there's a stage, but then it's surrounded by tables and people just, sit. Yeah. And, yeah. Is that, is yeah. that, would that, yeah, that kind would of place be? be? That, yeah, yeah, that would be quite cool, actually. I would like that because I'd like, I also really love live music. So it would be sick to have like, yeah. bands and stuff. Okay. Um, and what kind of live music would you like? What kind of, paint a picture, what kind of vibe do you want in the restaurant? Well, you know what's actually um, in London. There's um, one of the. It's one of the first ever Pizza Express. Is actually it, which is in London is a Pizza Express jazz bar. So it's like, and that's like, uh, oh, yeah. So that kind of like, to be honest, that sort of vibe would be great. <laughs> I'd love that sort of thing of like somewhere they could pizza and like maybe jazz. But I also like I like uh, funk and soul music. So yeah, it'd be cool to have like a live, a cool live band or and also uh, do you know Olivia Dean? Saw her recently. She's brilliant. She her kind no. of music. Who's she? She's kind of like it's, I'm trying to think of how to describe her. She's just brilliant, uh, but she has like a so her band which she played with has got like the horn section. So you've got trombone, trumpet, saxophone, and then a pianist, oh, I feel like you've like shown me her before. I might have shown her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's really great, and um, so yeah, like that sort of music would be sick. Can I ask you something, Anand? Yes. Do you love her? I think I do. <laughs> I saw a performance at Somerset House and I was like, I think I'm in love with you. That was just before I went to Paris. <laughs> so like, if you're okay, listening, so... Olivia Dean. <laughs> yeah, which yeah, which she definitely is. <laughs> so yeah. how about this, right? So you've got your dream restaurant, you've got yeah. the stage, you've got the the tables and chairs. 
Now, yep. what if we said to you, Olivia Dean can perform at your restaurant? Yeah. Yeah. But she will never love you. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> and she oh she oh she's so flirty. She's ever so flirty. <laughs> and there's a whole you know, everyone else who works at the restaurant, maybe there's a big oh will they, won't they? Oh, they will, maybe they won't. But Olivia knows. Olivia knows what she's doing. Olivia knows, yeah, um, she knows what's up. She knows that she's just she's just having fun. She's just flirting. Well maybe worse yeah. is that you don't know and it's almost like she just can't see you, oh. you know. Like <laughs> it's almost like she doesn't know I mean, you're there, is- even though she works for you. Wait, so, she, so we like, don't even have a conversation. So she, well, she, she kind of like if you speak to her, like you go up to her and speak to her, and it's kind of like she goes, "Oh, okay." Like you kind of snap her attention out of whatever she was already doing. <laughs> okay. And then she, as soon as as soon yeah. as you finish speaking, you're gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Straight away, she's I, just. Yeah, it's kind of like it always. Like if anyone else comes up and speaks to her, it's like part of the same rhythm. She's already in. But when you come yes. up to her, it's like, oh, okay, hang on, every, I need to yeah. talk to Anand for a minute uh, about business or whatever, <laughs> and she's like, yeah, yeah, okay, great, and then. You're like, okay, uh, is that right? And she goes, yeah, yeah, okay. And then she's just back to talking to, like, your other employees. Oh and you kind of go God. back and sit in this office. Sorry, this feels so real, and I don't like this at all. I'm not happy right now. I am not happy right now. So, we're, so basically, we're saying that Olivia Dean's um, almost like a snake in that her movement is based on vision. And if you get... And it, uh, it's a vision, sorry, is based on movement. And if you if you get too close, yeah. you sort of move around in her face, then she's like, oh, whoa, well, I don't see. Oh, yeah, well, well, well. And then okay, she sends so you she out does, of okay. sight. Yeah. And I go back to the office and then what, I cry? Is, that, is, this, is this what happens? Is this well, that, rush well, yeah, we're not going to tell you how to live your life, Anna, and that's up to you. <laughs> I mean, I hope that you could come to terms with it, because hopefully... I'm, just, uh, I'm confused as to what the question is. So is the question like, would I still have this? Record? I mean, let's say, let's say in this situation that we have the power to give you this mm-hmm. restaurant come comedy club, come music venue. Mm-hmm. But we're not. We're, we're, but this is kind of like part of the. This is the catch, really. For you know, we're the not catch, just going to give it yeah. to you because if we just say, yeah, you can have it, then that's the end of the episode. You know, we've got to make easy. it. Sure. We've got to make you work for it a bit. Sure. Um, okay. So, are you imagining? So, imagine you have this place. Okay. Do you imagine it having lots of kind of back rooms and things. Like, do you maybe do you live there? Is there like a little apartment or something? Or do you, you know, at the end of the night? lock up, go back to your home, or what What are you thinking? I think, yeah, I, I, I think I live near, but not not above, yeah. In walking distance? Walking distance, yeah. Okay, so possible stipulation is that yeah. whenever, you, every time you need to commute to work, uh-huh. there's someone who walks in front of you at a really <laughs> slow pace, <laughs> and yeah. you can't get around them. Sure. Um, and this happens every day to and from work. And even, yeah, no, you know, even yeah. if you wake up late and you're in a rush, you're not sure. able to overtake this person. And they, yeah. and some, sometimes they might even stop and tie their shoelace. Okay. Or they'll stop and sort of look around like they're lost and not sure where they're going. But you have yeah. to stay behind them at all times in order to get to work. And sometimes it's <laughs> Olivia Dean. But she, has, but she has her earphones in and she's like talking to someone. Yeah. And, you know, she's not going to... And even if you, like, went up and around the side and were like, oh, sorry, could you just... She, she'd kind of be like, oh, is... and she'd be, like, quietly into a microphone. Sorry, it's, it's my boss. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <can you talk?" laughs> and then she's just kind of like, okay, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, that... <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. I know, yeah, this is, I know it's upsetting for you, Anand. But no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is uh, the, the. So these are the the stipulations for me to own this place. To have your that. dream. Yeah, I think I'd be fine well, with that. Yeah, you think well, we need to? Okay. We need to explore a bit more about you know what kind of a place is this? Like, what's the deal with okay. it? Co- so you have what are you? What do you like? In, this is your dream place. So yeah. what are you doing? Are you in the kitchen making the pizza? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a good, it's a, that's a very good question. I think like um, I think I start off doing that, and then. Well, it depends. Really. Yeah, I, I, yeah, because part of the the love of that pizza of pizza restaurant for me would be to getting to become really great at making them and, and to like really perfect it and like really nail it. A bit like um, there's a place called Lucali's in New York where it's quite famous. Like he like he make he still makes every pizza pretty much, or, or at least he was. I think he's huge now, so I don't know if it's the same. But for a while, even when it was big, he was making every. He was always there. Sorry, when you said he was huge, I thought you meant he was now like really, really fat because he's been like, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's been eating he all the no pizzas. Longer. Yeah, exactly. He's been eating all the pizzas. He's like a T Rex. He can't like reach down anymore. <laughs> he's so, so giant. He's, he's taken over Brooklyn. No, well, he, I guess um... it's a bit like, you know, Marco Pierre White. When he got his three Michelin stars, he was saying, you know, yeah. he could either just keep doing it. Or yeah. he could like n- stop being the chef, but get someone else to run it for him. He didn't want right, to have a yeah. lie. You know, he didn't want to have his name on the place. People came that's expecting thing, his right? food, but then yeah. it's not him. Not him. But that's then the, the only thing I'm thinking yeah. is if you're always in the kitchen when during opening hours, you're not going to, first of all, you're not going to be able to perform on your stage. Yeah. Second of all, you're not going to be able to see the performances going on, except when you're coming out. When well, coming I guess out you too. might have, you might have waiters who bring the pizzas out for you. So you might just be in there the whole night and not. Well, I would, I would have it that you could see the, you know, like in the summer, you can constantly see the kitchen and the, as in like. Okay. The restaurant. Yeah, like yeah. It's like There's a big old the, window. Yeah. It's, well, it's even, it's even open and like the, the oven, the wood, the fire oven. Oh, okay. it's like, like a ZZ's or a Pizza Express where it's like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Easy. I want to own a ZZ. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, no, I think. I think I would be there making them, but I think actually I, I could see, I, I once I perfected it, I would see it that I would just, but I would always be there. So at least there would be my, and I'd occasionally go in and make a pizza, but there'd be enough staff that I wouldn't actually. After a while, I've like perfected the recipe so much that I've like, and I've got real like staff who've like worked with me for years who are now like perfect at it. Yeah, I think that would And be. would you be willing to um, draw a swan on each pizza with the toppings? <laughs> yeah, I would. <laughs> I think because yeah. in a way it's okay. in that it's you've already been training for this because you've already <laughs> yeah. been in a role where you've made circular well it's not food is it coffee uh, but circular uh, I get where you're going, uh, where you're going. sustenance what what's the generic name for circular the f- food nutrients? and drink nu- nutri- nu- uh, like if I if I said fuck. let's go out and get something and I'm and it could be food or drink is there a word for that uh, there isn't is there no I don't think there is okay. Well, let's, let's, Jordan, let's imagine Jordan there looked is. angry. Jordan, yeah, um, Jordan, you looked angry there for a second. No, I'm pissed off. I can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought maybe you didn't think this was the direction we were going in with this podcast. Yes. Like, it's turned into Dictionary Corner. <laughs> Susie Dent's going to join the call in a minute. And say, oh, oh yeah. actually, it's a Cushion Orphan <laughs> is a name for those two things. <laughs> but I do the think etymology that, of that word is very interesting. <laughs> you know, I do think it would be quite a cool little, like a pizza restaurant where part of the thing is like they'll send out a pizza and they'll have drawn they'll be some kind of you know Design. picture that they've drawn using the toppings i've seen that before yeah have you it was like uh there was like this pizza making robot 
that was a thing where they used to do things. <laughs> what do you mean a pizza making robot? What in a restaurant? It was like I swear it was something. Maybe I'm making this up. I'm, I don't know why I'm I feel big... angry about this. Well, I'm like, what do you mean? A pizza? <laughs> there was. There was, there was... <laughs> Why are you so angry? <laughs> you know what? You could just actually easily, the easy way to do it would be to make it like, like where they do the, is to make a stencil and then just do the Parmesan cheese on the stencil to make the image. What if Olivia the... Dean would think that was cheating? <laughs> <laughs> and she'd have even less respect for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thing is now, you've now established that Olivia Dean and I are nothing. And if, if anything, she is like, she doesn't like the fact that I exist, really. She, I'm a necessary evil for her to continue working at this prestigious <laughs> restaurant. Even though she's now huge. She'd be, she's way too big as a, as a performer to be performing at this restaurant. Um, yeah, I think we did, We sort of were implied before that she was a full-time employee of this yeah, restaurant. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. I'm like confused. she's one of the in-house acts. She does Somerset House and then decides <laughs> to come do this pizza restaurant every so often for someone who she doesn't really like. <laughs> but am I paying vast amounts of money? Has all my money gone on Olivia Dean? Have I got unlimited money? I've I'm got a baby that farms money, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> nice. I'm sort of picturing a world where, almost like in the, you know, like in the 40s, where they'd have like club nights. Um, but that yeah. was like the big way that you saw an act. So you'd get like dodgy like East London, like the the like the craze when they had like their club. And sure. Brenda yeah. Lee yeah, yeah. Would come you'd and get... sing at their club. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sort yeah. of imagining a world where Olivia Dean knows she has to do that to get exposure yeah, well, it's like it's a bit like andy warhol's studio 50 what is it what, was that studio 54 something like that yeah yeah i get you <laughs> do i have any gangsters roaming around as well jordan <laughs> are there you any gangsters? do you do have gangsters yeah um but we're gonna say that um <laughs> they're like the ones from bugsy malone they're all children <laughs> yeah they're With all pies. they're all children and yeah, so they're all children with, with splurge guns. Um, and there's a, there's a chance that when they're all hanging around like wise guys in the restaurant, yeah. that they might just splurge you. <laughs> whilst, you're, whilst you're cooking away on the pizza, they'll just go, hey, wise guy, always... and shoot with one of the custard guns. <laughs> yeah, there's always a chance I get custarded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I, How do you I, think you'd is... react in that? situation would you would you kind of flip, flip yeah, out I'd be you... i think i'd be i think i wouldn't be happy I, I to be honest now that the if you add the splurge guns and the kids i no longer want this restaurant actually oh, okay okay although no, i did mention now the bugsy Ma- but i mentioned the bugsy malone thing you uh, to be fair so that's on me that's actually my fault well, okay what <laughs> so if they're not always in there restaurant? though you know they're, they're not always in there i mean it's a bit like have you seen <laughs> the sopranos yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, what, like Bing, you know, Buko, what Buko's restaurant? Oh yeah, Vesuvio. No, no, I'm yeah, imagining Vesuvio. it more like more like oh, Bing. Bada Bing. Where, yeah, yeah, where, they, yeah, yeah, where yeah. They're, the they're sometimes there, and then they've got like a back room where they go and have. They're maybe hanging out in the back. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. If it's like that, then maybe it's fine because like there's very occasionally just. I mean, Tony's out there a bit, but he usually hangs out in the back room, really, doesn't he? Yeah, like, yeah. That's kind of like. When, um, they, when they need to talk about, you know, their yeah. illegal <laughs> Just stuff. loving the idea that they're running, like, some of those violent gangs in London. <laughs> These little children. <laughs> yeah, and they're, well, I think they're more going into the back room to, like, play Fortnite and stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, go, and go on their iPads. Um, <laughs> the iPad generation. The, yeah, but there's a small chance that if they, um, if their <laughs> they iPads die... It. 
Yeah, if their iPads die and they didn't bring their chargers, that they get really mad and then they shoot you. Or they die early in Fortnite. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, They've yeah, they die right as they land. They haven't even had a chance to get a gun yet, and someone kills them, and then they might run out and go, "Oh yeah, and (laughs) and custard you." You know what? But I'll be honest. I think they're only there sometimes. The custard gun kids have like really kind of ruined this more than enough. More than maybe I, I don't know. I don't know now. Now I'm well, now. I'm, this is the well, crux. This is well, the question. They're not in there. You know, they're not always going to be there. I mean, I think no. that they're they're not even in the building at all most of the time. And right. then when they do come in, they might be in the back rooms. They might just be talking among themselves. They might not notice you come out. They might not try to shoot you with a custard gun. So I think <sighs> yeah. like if you're going to be shot with the custard guns, well, am I probably... allowed to? Like, am I allowed to use excessive force? to stop them from doing it well do you want it, some heavies because you want you, yeah. <laughs> somewhere, yeah somewhere like that you're going to need security would you like some heavies yeah. we can give you yeah, some heavies I'd like some, I'd like some security some people that I can actually talk to and have a really nice chat with you know yeah, like during yeah. like my shift and you and can like, feel like you're working class really well. you can feel like yeah. yeah even though you're wearing two monocles and working yeah and a top hat and everything <laughs> my whole thing is trying to be <laughs> trying to be a man of the people Jay. <laughs> yeah yeah okay well we can give you a couple of heavies do you have anyone like any real people in mind like to be these heavies i don't really you know i don't really know any like people that i would think would be make good bouncers like that well, you can't oh. think of any human being who would be a good bouncer. Oh, I mean, I'll tell you what, in the I'll world. Tell, actually, yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you who you can have. You can have No Neck Nick. Yeah, I'll take No Neck Nick. I'll you take can, No Nick. As one yeah. of the heavies, you can have No Neck okay, Nick. Okay, I'll take, I'll take and No Neck Nick. And thanks, Jordan, because now you're going to have to give the whole backstory of that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't want to say too much but basically No Neck yeah. Nick was a bouncer that my dad used to be really good mates with and they called him I think I might be getting this wrong but they called him No Neck Nick because I think he was born with sort of like one vertebrae short in his spine so he was just um, he literally just sort of stood like he had no neck because um, his spine was sort of sh- too short mm. Um and uh, he was uh, apparently he was a lovely bloke, um, but he had a um, it could be a streak. bit mental sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had a bit yeah. of a streak. But I think that's that's the kind of guy you want around. Yeah. When the yeah when the kids start showing up with the custard guns, for sure. You can just turn to Nick and go sort them out, Nick. Yeah, I I, and- I, I, I I'll take I'll take Nick, and I will also take uh, Khabib from <laughs> from the <laughs> UFC. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's that? He's he is one of the greatest UFC fighters of all time. He's okay, an yeah. all right. Yeah. So you can have Khabib, he, he, you can have no neck. Would you um, would you have a problem if Olivia Dean fancies Khabib? Khabib, yeah. Well, no, he's yeah, it'd be fine because he's very strictly religious that he wouldn't. He's very um, no, but I mean, just you know yeah. that she's kind of like. You know, oh, yeah. you know what? We've already established that she's not into. I think I'd be. I, I, I we established early on that Olivia Dean. At this point, I've given. I'm not going to be like pining after Olivia Dean. I'll just be like, yeah. But I think it'd know. be easier to cope with if she was if she was kind of like that with everyone. But if she if she has <laughs> eyes for someone, no, I think I think in a way it would actually. I think it's fine. Like the fact that because it's almost like well, she's definitely. There's just something about me that she finds repulsive <laughs> that it's not that. that i mean she doesn't have any strong feelings about you like that's positive maybe or negative worse, yeah it's a bit yeah, like just... 
you're like the air conditioning unit or something like you're just sort of there and yeah you only deal with it when you have to like if if you think yeah. oh, you know <laughs> so well in that sense with that relationship i think early on that would have made me go oh okay well she's not interested so i'm not gonna i don't even it's fine so yeah, if she was, if she wanted to love, yeah, to but it's be... not even like as a colleague. Right? Obviously, <laughs> I when you, I don't, I don't really know why you don't want me to be okay this. with this. Like, I don't know why you really want me drilling to... down. He just, he just really wants me to try. He <laughs> wants me to cry. I think. <laughs> what do you want from me, Jacob? I'm saying I'm fine with it. All right, I'm fine with how she is with me. <laughs> like, why are we trying to? Why does he keep trying to now, change to Anand, make me I'll go? A, no, Anand, Anand. <laughs> We're not going to get anywhere if you keep overreacting like this, aren't we? So we need you to calm down and start having some constructive conversations with us. Olivia it's doesn't now like, 7 o'clock. Olivia doesn't sorry. like you. Get over it, okay? That's, I'm um, fine with Olivia, Dean. Okay. It really feels like you're not. Okay, so. So. Sorry. You would be happy to accept this restaurant yeah. if Olivia Dean works there. She was a singer yeah. and she she knew she sort of knew who you were, you're her boss. Yeah, she, she has no sort of strong feelings she, towards yeah, she you. Only ever experienced only ever acknowledges me when she has to. Yeah. In order for like business and payments and And also where you live a short distance away from work. She yeah. walks in front of you at a really slow yes, pace. At a really slow pace. Talking yeah. to someone on her phone, she's like, "Ugh, that's yeah. my boss behind me." Yeah. Um, and oh, it's so actually every journey. But it's, it's not her every journey, though, is it? It's always someone, but it's sometimes her. Yeah. Well, what are we saying, Joe? Would it make a difference? <laughs> I think if it's always her, I think that would grind me down a bit. If she's always <laughs> talking on the phone about how much she, you know, because at that point now I'm not. It's not just arbitrary. It's now just, oh my god, my boss. That she's talking, so she's it's now moved to hate rather than just <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, it's not always her. I think you know, I think yeah. it's because I think as well that requires a lot of explanation about why it would always be her. Because basically, yeah, well, that explains like that also, she lives yeah. next door to you and she waits for you to leave every morning. Like she, she hears <laughs> the key in your yeah. door and then she quickly runs out of her door well, just in front of you. And at that point, then I'm starting to think maybe she does like me because why is she putting this much effort? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I don't yeah. want you to think that. I don't want you to <laughs> yeah. have any oh, we, don't of... want we don't want that. We don't want him to ever. So sometimes that. it's um sometimes it's Olivia so Dean and I sometimes it's your mum. And oh, your okay. and but your mum keeps telling you that your room <laughs> is really messy. And oh. she's really fed up with how messy your room is. And you need to tidy up because we've got oh people God, coming you... around and it's a state. <laughs> so... You, so you've spoken to my mum then, Jordan. Oh, Great, yeah. thanks. Is she on the call? Is she about to be on the call? <laughs> she, she's, she's, she's in my ear. <laughs> she's, yeah, she, exactly. We've been in that situation so many times. <laughs> Clean your room. It's a so sometimes it's Olivia Dean being like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, it's just my boss walking behind But then me, is it right? every other time that it isn't Olivia Dean? It's my mum. No, I think no, it's, a, it's a, okay. it's a no. kind of, you know, it's, most it's of the time it's just some random things. person who's on Okay, sometimes it's a random person. Okay. Um, you know yeah. what? I'll take, I'll take that because I already get jipped from my mum sometimes <laughs> about my room being a state. Uh, Olivia Dean is fine at sometimes. I'm, I'm, t I'm putting that, if that makes sense, I'm putting that alongside all the other Olivia Dean stuff you've mentioned. <laughs> that make, that's one package of, of bad mm -hmm. as it were. Yeah, uh, we also got the tiny gangsters, but they're getting controlled by Khabib and No Neck Nick. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we've got the pizzas. Uh, the pizzas, but you <laughs> have good. to do. Um, 
you have to do like draw you know a bit like latte art but for pizzas with the toppings okay Uh, you know you have to do it pretty well it has to be something that basically you want the restaurant to become well known for that's part of your usp is that you do this um i don't know if i'd want that to be the shit because i like the idea of a pizza being able to speak for itself um, yeah but I mean, you could draw like write words on it and then it is speaking yeah maybe to okay you know what that that's by the by i guess although i, I don't know that, that, you, that does yeah you have to call it pizza sankart okay now that <laughs> <laughs> what? this is you're getting dangerously close to me not wanting to do what this. does that mean oh sankart yeah sorry i was like what are you on about jordan like, <laughs> yeah you, you, were, you were like your face <laughs> jacob was like what <laughs> we're having a good time jordan why'd you have to <laughs> i mean i don't um, and I, I don't want us to get too far away from the fact that this is supposed to be a job that you'd love and it should be like yeah, your ideal so well this is what i'm what i'm confused sorry so i'm just trying to I, just for my own clarification we're, we're sort of we're going that i'm getting this perfect thing but also there are some obstacles in the way and and it's how many obstacles i'm willing to accept before i say no is that no, what it is? is not really. I mean, it's no? just that we have the power to give you this this restaurant. You have the power. Okay, cool. Um, but you and... can, But you. But these are your caveats. Yeah, because it, 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 you know yeah. we're not. We, we can't make it too easy for you. And also, <laughs> it's kind of a life lesson because <laughs> nothing <laughs> in life. Whenever you whenever you get what you want, it's never it's never exactly what you expect. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's a good even point. if your dreams come true. There will be mm-hmm. all sorts of things you don't anticipate. Because I think I would be lying to you, Anand, if I said, okay, Anand, here's this yeah. theater slash pizza restaurant. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be happily ever after for you. Because sure, yeah, running yeah. a large business like that with lots of overhead, oh. Oh, lots yeah. of organization and admin, well. oh, my God, yeah. um, it's going to be tricky. And we are trying to make sure that you're going into this with your eyes open. You know, you know Especially... that this isn't going to be a walk in the park. No, <laughs> it's not going to be a walk in the but park. But something I'm worried that we've got a bit away from is that we've got mm. the pizza and we've, you know, clearly your passion for making pizza and making the best pizza possible is something that we've really got in this. What we don't mm. really have is your passion for performing which I'm worried yeah. we've slightly lost. So I think I think that you need to have a, a head chef who, who's yes. a few nights a week, you can say to oh, him, yeah. okay, you're in the kitchen tonight. Yeah. I'm doing my type five or type 20. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to get some of my friends and other comedians in and we're going to yeah. do a night and yeah. I'm not going to be you know, sweating over the over the grill. No, not grill. Yeah. What do you make a pizza on? That, the, the oven? In the pizza oven, yeah. Yeah, pizza I'm not going to be yeah. sweating over the pizza or beside the pizza oven <laughs> yeah. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, if you're over it, you're in trouble. Yeah, exactly. You're going to fall in down the chimney. <laughs> yeah, down the chimney, yeah. <laughs> like I'm imagining the, the it's Santa one of those. Claus. Do you know what I'm imagining? I'm imagining the carriage from Shrek 2. Like that that, that, that <laughs> kind of shape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what I'm imagining your pizza oven looks like. Is that okay if it looks like that? I you actually love it? that. I love yeah. that. If, if anything, that makes it way better. In, in fact, like rather than I, like a garlic bulb. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Because yeah. I, I like want to make sure that you, when you say yes to this, which I hope you will, and then we can yeah. finish the podcast, sure. um, that, you, uh, <laughs> that you're like, yeah, I'm really happy with this. And the downsides... Yeah. 
yeah you know that's going to be tricky but ultimately yeah. but ultimately i'm going to be living be, the dream I, i'm going to be living the dream so i but yeah exactly so i have a time to perform when i want to i think i like that the, the idea that yeah. i perform when i want yeah. to and you know put on nights what i want put, put, basically have that as i can put on what i want the night so if, whether it be comedy or music or things like that i think that's the nice yeah yeah as, and where as is where would it be i it's funny you just i was just thinking like uh, i think camden i think camden actually okay north, somewhere in northwest london near a tube station so yeah nice easy yeah, place to near, get to yeah relatively near kind of where the there's a the jazz club in Camden is now. I quite like that that venue is so sick. Um, but yeah, I like that sort of place. And do you want it to be somewhere where you know, like the the entrance is right out on the street and people will just wander yeah. in, or do you want it more like a kind of back alley, like you no, need to know that... where you know the cool gang know where to find it, but the riffraff who oh, are good... spilling out the clubs <laughs> don't can't come in and you know. I... I think that it's enough that it's it, it doesn't it almost won't matter too much location wise because I think most of the time it's booked up by people who want to be there and like people in there because it's so popular. Okay, that would be the one. So it, it, I would like it still quite <laughs> visible. I don't think I need it to be in. And do you like want it? Easy. Do you want it to be like you know Khabib and Nernik Nick are outside and you know they're like <laughs> oh Mr Scorsese come in you know pass you know <laughs> when you have the celebs turning up they're going straight past the queue or do yeah. you want to be a bit more down to earth and be like oh I everyone's got no, to queue yeah. up i think everyone queue up and i think khabib and no neck nick are kind of in the shadows so it's more than oh, anything okay. like any <laughs> time it's only when problems arise is the way you see them just like you know strike like they'll just come out and just like and it's quick it's quick it's like boom boom trouble out of the door no, would... no issues no worries no you know not too much not too little like great and that's the yeah I would love to see um, Khabib put Martin Scorsese in a rear naked choke if he, start, <laughs> if he started kicking off about getting into the restaurant. Because <laughs> he's, quite, he's quite a small man, isn't he? He is Martin a very small man. Yeah. <laughs> he's a small... He does seem like a lovely man, Martin Scorsese. There's, there's just something quite funny about him as well. Um, yeah, and he takes out all of his violent side in his films. That's what it does seem like, because he just seems like such a sweet man. So, yeah, because yeah. otherwise he'd be doing that to just people he's passing <laughs> yeah, in the street, probably, wouldn't he? Probably. There's an evil inside him that he lets out through his films. Uh, so I think something yeah. like we've covered all staffing, I think, apart from like the waiters and like the ushers, I guess, like the people you have around. Um, are yeah. you okay with them all being former Menkind employees? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You know what? No, 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 no. Really? So that? That's... So let's say we're offering uh, you one, this whole one, thing. There was, one, there was one kid called Luigi that I quite liked, and his name. <laughs> well, that worked for so. a pizza yeah, restaurant. Yeah, I know. It works really yeah. well. Dun, okay. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so, are you actually saying that yeah. everything else we've just said is the case? But uh, you're yeah, going to say no because of that. Well, no, some of them would, to be fair, it depends on which ones because some some of them were just really bad and some of them were quite good and all right. But yeah, I think there's one or two I could imagine actually doing quite well there. The okay. rest of them, it, it depends if you, because if you're saying like, I have to be, do you know what I mean? Like, it depends on what you're saying. If you're saying that I could choose which Menkind employees were there, then yeah, that'd be fine because I had enough there. Yeah, you I can interview liked. them, but you know, the, oh, only, okay. you, the only people you can interview are former mankind. Oh, employees. see, then there's not enough, I don't think. There won't be enough people to work there. That would be good enough. Mm, that is tough because then if you don't have a good enough staff, then it becomes that becomes awful. Like it doesn't become a good experience. For the you people. can you can lean on a few of the cost of staff as well if you need to make the numbers up. 
But it has to be that's, that's that former bad. manager that you didn't like. Oh no, 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 no! No, no it doesn't no. really. No, you, <laughs> but you can you can, tra- you can draft them in. Uh, you know, if it's one of the cost, yeah. Well, the exa- the person who was my like the twins, manager. yeah, and the twins, yeah, the twins would be fun. They're fun. Yeah, you know what? I could, I could, I could do that. I could probably, I could stretch that. But they ha- would okay. they be if they were working with for the restaurant? Are they as committed to what their job was when they were working at their respective job, or do they actually really enjoy? this place and they like it yeah. and they believe in it well i mean that's up to you really Anna. and you know like you have to create that working <laughs> you need to motivate we're not going to no, run I it for think, you yeah no <laughs> i feel like i could actually do a better job at motivating those team members than the other jobs did and i pay them decently so yeah you know what i could do that because i think a lot of the problems stem from the fact that they were maybe not being paid that well so if this was you know this is your job for like the rest of your life Obviously, yep. you're covering off the creative side. You're covering off the pizza side. Yeah. Do you think there's anything else that you might eventually feel like I'm lacking? I kind of wish I was exercising that muscle, which I'm not anymore. Or would that kind of, would that be no, you like... Know what? You know what? That that sort of place that, that, that we're describing would exercise everything I'd actually want to do and would actually be great for everything that I enjoy doing. So, yeah. No, I don't think there'd be anything else. And I'll tell you what... And, yeah. Because we're feeling good and generous, we'll chuck a diving pool in the back, mate. <laughs> just, <laughs> just for you, just for you. <laughs> yeah, I guess swimming teaching would be the only yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, throw in the pool. <laughs> and yeah. what if throw all in the, the pool? <laughs> what if Let's all the chairs skip. in the place were those chairs that lifeguards sit on? <laughs> <laughs> But the tables were normal size. Oh, that's hilarious! Yeah. <laughs> okay, no. Really that's long good. knives and forks. Yeah, we're, right, we're, getting, we're, getting, we're getting away from it now. Um, no, I. Okay. Um, I am happy with all of this. Will you shake way. our hands on that on that job? Then? Yes. Yes. Shake, okay. Shake, let's just shake. go. Let's just do a quick recap. So yes. you're gonna be the owner manager <laughs> yes. of a pizza restaurant. Yes. That is also a live mm. entertainment venue. Yes. Um, and it will have lots of back rooms where, you know, any like gangsters mm-hmm. or anyone can kind of retire. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you'll have some regular gangsters who come in who yeah. are, what are they? What do you say? They're like the Bugsy Malone children. The Bugsy Malone children. Like and sometimes, like maybe like once a month, once every two months, they might spray yeah. you a custard when you're out once going out to tables to deliver yeah. the pizza. However, you... I have, yeah, sorry. Yeah. You can be in the kitchen whenever you want and cook the pizzas, mm-hmm. but you'll mm-hmm. have a really competent kind of like a head chef yeah. that you can delegate that to when you want to be yeah. doing other stuff. Yeah. On the nights when you're in the kitchen, you're bringing the pizzas out to the tables because it's kind of yeah. like open plan. Um, yeah. And, you know, you're kind of bring them over and you're talking to the customers, you know, getting to know them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then you can be on stage some nights doing whatever you want, get whatever acts mm-hmm. you want on. Mm-hmm. Now we come on to Olivia Dean. Yeah. <laughs> Olivia Dean, your favourite singer in the world, who you love. Yes. Will yes. work there. <laughs> yes. Um, full time. As a, And so I guess, I guess she'll she be on, on every night. <laughs> yeah, she's on the books. Um, but she kind of won't really, you know, she won't really know you're there. She won't really talk no. to you. Um, but she knows you're a boss and everything, so she won't be rude yeah. to you, but it's more no. like, you know. Um, and 
where and you'll live nearby and this will be yes. in camden near the tube yes. station and you'll yep. which means you'll live in camden as well i guess i um, yeah, re- re- would love that yeah and uh every day when you walk to work it's quite a short walk but there will be people walking slowly just right you and getting them. in your yeah. way and sometimes yeah. that will be olivia dean yeah. sometimes that will be your mum. yeah <laughs> and she'll tell you that you have to tidy your room tidy my room yeah <laughs> and <laughs> yeah Let's make a less of a big deal about this. You will sometimes have to do like the pizza version of latte art on the pizzas. Yeah. But yeah. that's not like your USP. That's just something that you do sometimes. Like if you know mm-hmm. you've got a customer like who, a who's in on it or a mm-hmm. birthday or something like that. Yeah. Or sometimes yeah. people yeah. might say, Oh, I heard you do that. Could you try to do that for me? And then you'll be like, yes. Yeah, okay, we're fine. Um yeah. and you'll make pizzas using a pizza oven shaped like yeah. the carriage from Shrek 2 yes yeah yeah have we missed anything no oh and there's a swimming pool in the back oh there's a swimming (laughs) swimming pool in the back (laughs) i am happy with all of these things and i yes i accept i accept this offer i think we found your dream job anan so congratulations thank you when can you start (laughs) (laughs) i have one month's notice at this Uh, yeah (laughs) so yeah okay (laughs) Um, well, our, yeah, our people will be in touch with your people. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Anand, for coming yeah, on the podcast. Thank you so much. No, you're very welcome. You're very and welcome. Uh, don't let the Olivia Dean thing get you down too much. <laughs> I'm sure you'll win around, mate. You're a charmer. I'm sure you will. <laughs> is that sarcastic laughter jordan no that is genuine laughter at how bloody brilliant that episode was jacob it's always a pleasure to talk to our boy anand wouldn't you agree yeah definitely and you know to normally these outros are just you and me but today we've actually got a special guest for this outro and it is olivia dean (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Hi, Olivia. How are you doing today? Oh, I'll tell you what I don't like, Hanan, very much. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't stand him. He's my boss. Why why do you not like him? I mean, he sounds like quite a nice guy to me from that episode. Oh, he's just horrible. He's a ruthless dictator of the the cabaret pizzeria. Oh, what's that, Olivia Dean? Someone's fallen down a well. Oh, Oh, lucky! Let's go get them. I got a scram, kids. Okay, I'll wait here with Jordan. If you go and uh, sort that out, that'd be great. Cheers, Olivia. Appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, she's nice, isn't she? She's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know why she is so indifferent to Anand, but you know, I guess he's he's not the strongest character in the world, is he? <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of his characters, if you want to see some of Anand's strongest finest characters in improv form then you want to go see him in winner the improvised comedy sports biopic now i saw it uh, a couple of months ago now and it's fantastic absolutely brilliant it is on from the 2nd of november to the 7th of december at the museum of comedy if you look it up winner museum of comedy you'll find the link for tickets there highly highly recommend it it's an absolutely brilliant show and you can go on both remaining dates because it's different every night it is and if you didn't like it the night you went try again the next day 
because You'll then, probably like it, then it will be different from that night. It will be different every night. And it might be different in two different ways that you don't like, mm. but it could also be different in two different ways that you do like, or it could be different in a way that you like. So it could be like them both, like one of them, but not the other, or don't like either of them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, a triple, a triple threat. It is much like Anand. He's a triple threat. He can act, sing and dance. And boy, he looks good whilst he's doing it. He does. Bless him. Well, um, I really, really like Anand's pizza restaurant slash venue. We're full of gangsters and Olivia Dean. Yeah. Yeah. One of the ones that we've had on here that I would quite like myself. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a, another episode coming up in two weeks, just like clockwork. So that will be on Monday, the 30th of October. So expect something a bit spooky. Ooh. Ooh. It's just two hours of this. <laughs> so yeah, come back for that. Um, do follow us on all our social media stuff. If you listen to us and you don't follow us, then please go and do that because it helps. It gives our egos a little boost um, mm-hmm. and it will make it easier for you to see our stuff when we share it, share our podcast episodes and share other little bits and pieces that we'll be doing from time to time. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your pets, tell your boss, tell the postman, tell everyone. This podcast is going to change the world and we yes. need you. We need you to help us because we're just two gorgeous men and we can't do it all. And on that note, bye. <laughs>